Howdy Disco Citizens and welcome to the Metaphorical Boat Podcast. I'm your captain, Christopher McBride. The Metaphorical Boat Podcast is where we sit down with our favourite musicians to ask them about their music, their inspirations and most importantly, how they take their tea. Today I'm joined by the Belfast-based band Beauty Sleep. Beauty Sleep are a three-piece dream pop band who've been compared to Beach House and Wash It Out and have built up a name of themselves with highly regarded singles such as The Dark and All In. And today I'm glad to be joined by Shailene, Ryan and Amy from the band. Shailene, Amy, Ryan, thanks a lot for coming on board the Metaphorical Boat. It's a pleasure to have you. Thanks for having us. Yeah, that's great. Well, we'll be finding out a bit more about yourselves and the band during the show. But all our guests on the metaphorical boat, we treat them to a nice drink and a snack of their choice. So, Beauty Sleep, what have you gone for today? Well, I requested it, so I should probably say all three of us went for... They didn't have a choice in the matter, yeah. so all three of us went for Diet Coke and blueberries. Well, that's a good combination. Yeah. Everybody's happy. You yeah, good job. So you've got a good combination there. <laughs> and uh, I've gone for my usual, which is a nice cup of coffee and, of course, Battenberg. Because you cannot beat a Battenberg. Battenberg, yeah. Great choice. Great choice. The first question, a nice easy one. Who are Beauty Sleep? That's actually the hardest question <laughs> to ask a band. Yeah. Um, we're just an indie pop band, I guess. Uh, synth, bass and guitar. So the noises that you make with synth, bass and guitar. And we've been going for like a year and a half now. So. Yeah. You first come together as a band? Well, me and Shane used to play in a band called The Wonder Bones for years. Oh, yeah, and then brilliant band, if I may say so. Yeah. <laughs> and then I think that sort of collapsed in a fit of laughter. And then we, I guess we were just, we let me and Shane live together. We were probably like going, what should we do? Or what, you know, and all we really had was a guitar and an old, Shane's old synth. And it was kind of like just writing and recording songs in our bedroom for ages. Kind of thinking like, not even really thinking about playing it live, I don't think, or... We just kind of came up with the name Beauty Sleep and they were like, that's a good name, we could make something of that. And, and I don't know, I guess we kind of always wanted someone else, you know, just to kind of breathe some life into it and make things really more interesting. And we were at a house party and we were just like, it was, you know, there's like fridge magnets, you see? We yeah. were just like spelling out all the swear words and then like Amy just <laughs> like appeared and started joining in. And then I think the next morning we woke up kind of sore heads and we're like, who was that girl? <laughs> band, she's the one, you know. We um, met her at a house party. Don't even care what you played or, you know, it was just like, that's the person sort of thing. I, I think all, all the best origin stories involve creative swearing in some shape or form. Yeah. Yeah. You do know a lot of swear words, Amy, so. I do. Did you used to know Amy before you started the band? No, literally, we just met her at a house party and um, I feel like we're talking a lot at you so we can <laughs> speak, but like, we just love her. We fell yeah. in love with her and then we stalked <laughs> her a bit online and then we're like, do you want to be in our band? And then she's like, okay. Were you involved in band before you joined Beauty Sleep? Yeah, I just played a, a wee bit just with some bands about, but this is the main one. So whenever you first started your first practice, did you have an idea in your head what Beauty Sleep would, would sound like? Or was it just came with that blank page and built it from there? I think it was really interesting from perspective of me and Ryan because we had written together and been in bands together before. So we were trying to do something different. We didn't really know what that was, which is why it was great to have Amy come in because um, it was just a different voice so we had an idea and we had like some reference points but I remember like I feel a lot more secure in what beauty sounds like now At the, then I was like I know it has to be synthy and guitar-y and like we want it to be like interesting and cool but I don't really know how or you know want it to be different somehow but I think a big thing too is like, I think 
I think I was really tired of being in like a rock band as well. I think we probably both yeah. felt that. Like I never really wanted to do that for probably as long as you did. I just always wanted something more. It's like even when you pick up a guitar and you try to write a song, it's like I know I know this too well. And like I know how to do all the chords, so it's not exciting, you know. It's like going and do it with a like trying to work out new ways of things we didn't understand and probably things that scared us too because we never really sang lead vocals in a band or anything. So. That like the idea of that was terrifying to stand up in a room full of people and like have to do all the hi guys we're good asleep thanks for coming in and sing and fucking play guitar it was like probably just yeah. loads of things that scared us is what we wanted to do. So in my introduction I mentioned that uh, I think Washed Out and Beach House are two of the bands that people seem to compare you to. Were, were you listening to those sort of music whenever you were uh, starting out as a band and looking for inspirations? We listened to a lot of Tame Impala. That's the one yeah, we always go true. to. Yeah. <laughs> at the time. Yeah, at the time. Listened to a lot of Tame Impala, so... I don't think I listened... I think I listened to more Beach House as soon as people started saying we sounded like Beach House. <laughs> yes. But, um... Uh, yeah, it, was, it wasn't really intentional, like, that. Yeah. those sorts of comparisons. I don't even think we, like, really... Uh, I guess it's that whole dream pop word gets thrown around. I don't even know... I don't think we ever said that. Maybe we did. I can't remember. I just. I don't know. It's, it's like really you have hard. to call it something. Maybe I'm sure we actually probably did. But it's, it's hard, hard to get there. a perspective on it. You know, when you're at the start, but once it's released and people start making comparisons, yeah. it's like you can be like, oh, a bit of band self awareness and a bit more understanding of where we yeah. fit to genre wise or something. But it's strange with the dream pop thing because even now I'm still not entirely sure what dream pop is. See, like if I hear a song, I can say this sounds like dream pop. Got can't really say why it's dream pop, kind of like chilled out stuff, but not, yeah, but not like Enya chilled out. I think, <laughs> yes. I think, I think that's Enya's not dream pop. Yeah, I, I think that's the definition. Chilled out, but not Enya. Yeah, no, I know it's, it's just not. the American word for shoe guys. Is that what it is? Really? Don't kill the vibes, Ryan. It's got dream what? in the name. <laughs> that's why it's magical. That's why it's the best genre. It's dream pop. And the the first song that you came out with as Beauty Sleep was the dark. How do you feel about how people responded to that song? Because I think it's got over 100,000 plays on Spotify, which is pretty nice. That is nice. Um, yeah, we were just delighted. It was great for, especially the first single coming out, that there was a really strong reaction in a positive way. And I think it just got to the point where it's like, Jesus, we need to release something or do like, We need to make this more tangible and real. And like, because it was just kind of our secret phrase. And then I don't know what was the tipping point when we all thought, right, put this on it or whatever. But... We kind of had held back telling really anybody about it and just went, you know, appeared one day. So people were all really lovely and our friends were really supportive and I think people were just happy to see us doing something that, you know, made us happy, I suppose. This might be a bit of a controversial question, but like when I've seen you live, it doesn't feel like, normally with a lot of bands, there's someone who is like the leader. Mm-hmm. Whereas with Beauty Sleep, it's very hard to say which one is the leader. It almost feels like it's like an equal partnership with all three. Would that be the case? Yeah. That's great. It's great that that comes across like that. Yeah, I totally want that to be what people's takeaway of it is. Yeah. Because. Yeah, I think that can be tough, like calling someone a leader in bands. I think that's a really, like that's something that's always put on bands. I think it can be quite awkward. Um, because behind the scenes, it's always equal. Do you know, like, it's yeah. not as though, like, one yeah. of us is leading everything. Like, all three of us are, like, writing and recording and, like, scrapping for, like, stuff to happen. So it's nice. Yeah, it's nice yeah. that that comes across live. I think it's good. Yeah. And also, I think the fact you don't have, have like a mean drummer in the band, I think that kind of yeah. is because yeah, the drummer's very, very the leader of the band. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so poor drummers. Uh, <laughs> cut uh, them out. Unless you're in jazz, but yeah. who listens to jazz? <laughs> 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 when 
Whenever you started the band, were you intending to have a drummer in the band, or is that just something that happened naturally? I guess we were. I mean, we had a drummer when we started, so I suppose we must have been. You know, yeah. I can't really remember. <laughs> he wasn't just there by accident. You know? <laughs> He's a great guy. This guy Richard Vandenbos was drumming with us, and like he drummed in a lot of our recordings and stuff. But I guess he just didn't really want to be, you know, in the band so much. He loved doing the recording. He loved playing the odd show. And then we tried a few people, and it just took up a lot of time. And then I think we just got frustrated, and we're like, "Ah, oh, just fucking, we'll just keep going," kind of thing. And I just, I, I now I think we're really afraid to bring somebody else in because you kind of because we bond so hard. <laughs> like, what if we brought someone else in and they, and they didn't hang? Cool. Yeah, it's a scary or thing. Or the cooler. That would be mm, yes, which would be worse. Yeah, we'd be scared of them. Yeah. <laughs> well, you don't need to worry about being the leader. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. yeah. So when you play, when you play live, do you bring in a live drummer or would you rely on machines and things like that for it? Currently, machines. Yeah, I think it's great. It's just really handy because it's there's less setup and it's easier to fit in a car. Um, <laughs> and and yeah, and that's it. And it's just so we just use machines at the moment. I mean, there's probably scope for maybe a live drummer in the future, but probably not for the next few months. Sure, it'll happen eventually. It's actually a. a, a so your last podcast was Son of the Hound and Jerry Norman, was yeah. it? So Mickey, Son of the Hound, is like our, like, he drives us everywhere and is part of the gang. And, and he drives us everywhere because we can't drive, not just because we make him, like, we're not, like, really <laughs> maybe, like, Mickey yeah. drive us everywhere. Well, no, no, he, he loves the crack, and then, like, it's got to the point where we're basically in the car, and just, like, whispering in his ear, like, I don't know the drums, and hope that it just, like, seeps in, because, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's so weird, it's just, like, it's a great crew now, it's a good gang. Yeah. And I get, well, I guess with the visual element that like Amy does for the band is like something that, you know, I think is good. I think if you do more of that, people just won't even notice anything on stage. It'll yeah. just be... Yeah. Replace the drummer with <laughs> nice things to look yeah. at. Yeah. Yeah. Visuals. <laughs> yeah. We like love art as well. Yeah. Amy does visuals and like it's a visual designer and like I'm a big fan of art as is Ryan and we're a big fan of artists. Like I just like local artists or like indie artists or like up and coming artists, I think it's just really affinity to like indie musicians and that's just an exciting world so any excuse we can to get like art involved in it is always good so we for our first single the dark was with Maisie Cousins who's an amazing artist based in London and we just and then Living Right is an amazing artist called Jack Coulter based here and then Megan Doherty did the artwork for All In and she's like this ridiculous photographer me and Ryan grew up in Derry and she takes photos in Derry. They do not look like Derry. I don't know how she does it. It's like we have photo shoots in the most mundane places and she makes them look magical. I don't know how she does it at all. But um, but yeah, well, no, we just like like to collaborate with artists. So um, that's important for us. We got a funny tweet a few weeks ago. Uh, I think we were featuring some sort of blog or something. And there was f- one of our photos was like the little caption on Twitter or whatever. And then just bizarrely the drummer of Mogwai was like, I don't care what this sounds like, but it looks class. And I think that's kind of... Yeah. the point of it in a way because it just draws you in it's just another element like it has to look like something so it might as well look appealing you know what I mean yeah also I really like the idea of saying to like because we're quite free with it so I'll just go with, like what would do whatever you want I just like seeing artists interpretation of like our sound I think that's really fun yeah it's a cool thing so I've been pretty so far so it's yeah. good dreamy a completely different question on a completely different tack altogether what are your favourite songs? Now, normally when I ask this question, I, I think it's good to have two answers. Your favourite song and your favourite Beatles song because the Beatles oh, just wrote no. so many great songs. 
Oh no! Oh. We're gonna show our uncoolness now. <laughs> it's just I listened to the last podcast and obviously heard this question, and I remember thinking, probably should think of something to say here. Right, you um, didn't give us any warning. Well, I, mean, I didn't do it anyway. It doesn't matter. So like, we're all going in blind here. Okay, I'll start with my favorite song of all time, which is a hard question because my favorite song changes all the time, but. The one that I can always go back to makes me happy is My Girls by Animal Collective. Oh, right. I love it. It's just amazing and like happy and great. And I think I heard that when I was a teenager and I was just like, wow, what's this? Like, it was just a totally new element. Of... I, know it's a, I, I know, I love it. I just yeah. sound, whenever I first heard it, it just sounded absolutely like nothing else. Exactly. Sound like nothing for it and it makes me really happy. So I guess I would call it that one. The Beatles <laughs> really shit at. I don't really, I've never, I never really got into the Beatles, which is really like shameful to say as a musician. <laughs> The only, and this is a really uncool reference as well, the only reference that I have. No, no, the only reference to the Beatles I have, because like my parents didn't really listen to the Beatles or anything, like, um, was that I was I was in an orchestra when I was a teenager, and one of the performances we did was a medley of a Be- the Beatles in an orchestral, like, version, so I only have those songs to refer to, so I'd say, like, Day Tripper or something. Oh, that's it. Good one. Because it's half topical, I suppose I'll go uh, Wichita Lineman for the late, you know. Oh, yeah. And Campbell would be good. Uh, I just, because I, I missed that song growing up completely, and then maybe about three months ago, someone blocked, was like, This is the best song, you have to listen to this song, kind of thing. And then I just fell in love with it. It just was so remarkable and strange, and it was like, This is absolutely incredible. And then Beatles. I've been trying to like do like a Helter Skelter because it's like still so heavy, like just unbelievably powerful still. But I quite like she's leaving home. I like how sad it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'll go for a current favorite then. I'll go for "Line Has to Stop" by Soft Hair. And oh, that's a band I've never heard of before. Oh, you should look them up. They're good. They're my current faves. <laughs> and then I'll be in the same boat with Charlene in that. I didn't grow up listening to the Beatles and have never ventured there either, really, apart from like you know. Do you know any of the Beatles? <laughs> I've, I've heard of the Do Beatles. Do you know a Beatles song? <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is terrible. It's <laughs> the pressure that's getting to me. You yeah. probably do. Um, you probably do. <laughs> that's funny. I, years ago, I had a friend who knew absolutely nothing about music. If you talked about music, he'd never heard of them. So, like, I, I was talking about Fleetwood Mac, and he said, Who's Fleetwood Mac? I didn't get that. And then eventually I got round to the Beatles and said, have you heard of the Beatles? He goes, oh, of course I've heard of the Beatles. Right. And then I said, okay, so what's your favourite song? Oh, I like their song Wonderwall. Oh, oh, oh no! <laughs> oh god! There's so much there. Oh. Yeah, that's that's awful. Yeah. <laughs> so what what sorts of bands would you listen to growing up? Alison Chains. Yeah, like I'm saying, like just heard Nirvana, got a guitar, standard guy fucking getting into music story. But like I think the first CD I bought there was Bon Jovi, Greatest Hits Live. Isn't that awful? It's <laughs> good combination. Yeah, I know. I hate live albums to this day. <laughs> I don't know if that's why. So, bon Jovi as well, wow. I think it was Bon Jovi, uh, Limp Bizkit, and then Nevermind. And then I was like, I was yeah, okay I, then. You know? I, I, think, I think that's a natural progression. Yeah. First like bands I got into that were was my own finding and like loving was probably like Smashing Pumpkins and ABBA. It's a good combination. <laughs> Which is, uh, yeah, and then off that just like the Ting Tings were really big for me as like a young teenager. I know that's really naff, but there were I was just like, oh, they're so cool, and they didn't go band, and like you know, yeah. that's awesome. So, um, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. Yes. So uh, this summer, you festival gigs. So do you enjoy playing at the festivals? Yes. 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 Festivals are very fun. 
though every time we play a festival we have a huge fight about whether or not we're going to sleep over in the tent <laughs> because Ryan and Amy hate sleeping in tents <laughs> so we always go down with like we're not going to sleep over we're just going to drive home and then we get there and Ryan and Amy are like this is class let's stay <laughs> yeah that's so, so true so we have to make the tent just in case but no it's really fun it's nice to be like everyone goes wild at a festival yeah. so it's class crack so what are the festivals you've done this year so far um, we did Stentall Sunflower and Castle Palooza is that the three? The three festivals in the summer that are like camping. And then we did like Great Escape and stuff earlier. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, you know, the Great Escape's great. I was at the Great Escape yeah. this year and. Great. Do, do you go to see a lot of the other bands when you're over at the Great Escape? Yeah, well, we try to, but it's one of those you just get so cool. Like, that's the problem with all festivals. You're like, I'm going to see every band that I've always wanted to see. And then you're just like, ah, I'm so far away and now I'm drunk and I'm confused and <laughs> where is everything? And, and you're wrapped up in your own world of like your yeah. own gig and your own stuff to get across town and all that. But Yeah, but we did see, we saw, I saw Swimming Tapes and. We drank a lot of Japanese tequila house. for them. And yeah, and Dream Life, they were class, and then other bands that I really enjoyed, but I can't remember their name. Yeah, that's great. It's the it's probably one of my best time of the year going to that gig because there's four hundred bands and you can just walk into any place and there's going to be a good band on. Yeah, you're gonna have a good time. I don't know what your accommodation was like, but ours was hilarious. It was like, <laughs> just like, like the, the local and shameless or something, you know? It was just that sort of vibe, like, you know, somebody with one eye and a Mayfair light outside, and then like going in. Um, it, was like, it was like six of us in this one wee room, and it was called like the Marilyn Monroe room. And I had like this tiny, you know, like quite small, just of like her face on the wall, and it was like crooked, and then there was a big massive, you know, all the plaster on one side, which is gone, none of the plugs worked. And it was brilliant. <laughs> it was like seven. It was also just a small room with two double bunk beds and one triple bunk bed, which was oh. I've never seen before. The and was amazing. Yeah. And, and I had booked this. And so everyone around, I told everyone that it was like grand and really nice. And everyone around, they were like, Jenny, are you sure? It's okay. I was like, It'll be fine. I know. Uh, no, when I was in at the Grace Cave, I stayed in a, it was a hotel in the Kemp Town area. Oh, but the place I was staying in was at a grade two listed building. Which meant they couldn't do any work to the windows or anything. So all night, all I heard was seagulls. Oh, there's so many seagulls. We have a good seagull story as well. Amy, do you want to tell your seagull story? <laughs> tell it from another perspective because mine's not as fun. <laughs> just, just that we were walking on the pier and Amy was like, "I'm gonna get a big hot dog." So she got a big hot dog and we were just walking around. Six quid. It was it was an expensive <laughs> hot dog. Oh, Jesus. And um, I think you're... I seen you know the salt tower from that movie Big at the front yeah. of the arcade. I think I ran towards it, and then you and Katie maybe was with us. Well, see, because we me. were we were walking behind him, and I saw the pi- the pigeons. Sorry, not pigeons. Seagulls, <laughs> giant seagulls, like hovering above Amy, and we'd be like Amy, and then they just like fly away. Like they're so smart. Like they heard us warn her, and then <laughs> Ryan distracted us yeah. with this Zoltar machine. So we all ran up to it, Except but Amy. Amy was like, "I've got a big hot dog. I'm fine." Yeah. And then we just, as soon as we turned her back, heard this mad scream, and just turned around, and like a fucking two seagulls had like. <laughs> attacked Amy from like I don't know a strategic position and stolen her hot dog out of her hand yeah it was very <laughs> dramatic prompt oh, as well Too and they're huge as well aye did you see one landed on your shoulder yeah like pretty much all landed like it's belly was like oh my god that's so got the hot dog the other one got the bomb and just mustard and onions all over the pier <laughs> that's so scary like <laughs> Aye. Like they're enormous, they're like big dinosaurs. You know? yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's a bit of a stretch. <laughs> yeah. 
we actually then like before we left we were like let's get a photo at the beach you know like we're at Brighton blah 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 and then we were kind of joking as we were walking down being like oh that was such a funny story like maybe we should try and recreate the story like buy another hot dog like hold it up and you can get it while the birds steal it but then we got there and we were just walking around and there were so many of them and they were so big we were like I don't want to do this anymore. I feel like this could be like that how beauty sleep dies story. Just like in the live fight anymore. So, so moral of the story, next time you're a great escape, no hot dogs. No hot dogs. No hot dogs dogs at the pier, oh my god. So you think we're going back to the great escape next year? (laughs) Yeah, if if they'll let us. Yeah, that sounds fun. Yeah. You're hoping to tour the rest of the UK at some point in the future? Absolutely, yes. I mean, we don't have any plans to, but hopefully we'll get some sorted out for like before Christmas definitely trying to hit up London which will be good um, but we have some German shows planned for Ooh. the start of September oh, that's nice. how are they come about? there's this great band called Party Fears oh yeah and so Amy met them in Berlin yeah I met them in November in Berlin when I was over and yeah we just became mates and then well they came over to play women's work and yeah. they were class and they stayed with you and then yeah. they, they run a club night and they're like do you want to play and we were like yes <laughs> So we're going to Germany, and then we managed to get a gig in Leipzig and Stuttgart as well. Oh, so nice. we're doing three dates in three days, like a real band on tour. <laughs> <laughs> it's going to be class. Um, yeah, never played any German shows before, so it's going to yeah. be mad. Do you speak German? <laughs> no. no. Nine. <laughs> right? What? That's, that's yeah. yeah. We have done a lot of stuff in Ireland, like, as in, in the South, whereas yeah. we've never really done that before in bands. Like, we never really went in the South for gigs, but we seem to be there all the time, which yeah, is really cool. Yeah, it's great. Yeah. Like there was other voices and Casablanca and then just lots of gigs in the south in general. I think. Yeah, the scene can yeah. seem quite different sometimes. Like down south, we were yeah. next year, right next to each other, it's and so like bizarre. it's so much easier to like go down south to Dublin than it is to go to London or something. Yeah, but it's class getting to be involved in that scene more. And there, yeah, some class bands down south and great venues and like yeah. festivals and stuff. Yeah. Are, really are, exciting. are there any bands down south that you would be keen on a lot? Well, we'd love any Mac. Aim yeah. till we die because they're amazing. Yeah. And we played a few shows with them and they're phenomenal. Um, we just played a show at Montauk Hotel, who are really cool. What else? Bad Sea. We Bad Sea. Fun with them at Castle Plaza. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. right. Right, more. Who was we were talking with today? Was Pillow it? Queens. Oh, yeah, yes. So about. Pillow Queens. Yeah. Yes. Because they're playing tomorrow and we're excited to see them. Nice. I've never seen them before, but. Be so you have been involved with bands locally for a couple of years now have you noticed the scene changing at all over the past few years yeah massively like when i moved up to belfast it was like it was the whole general fiasco like little solidarity yeah i think yeah, kind just, of come down of that yeah. era and it was mad and like the scene was really tight-knit and there was lots of stuff going on definitely saw a dip and then like a, a definitely saw a rise and it's class scenes like new bands come up and and the funnest thing for I don't know for me because I've been in bands for years just seeing like musicians do different projects and like start new things and like put on club nights or whatever and it's like it's mad it shifts so fast it's like hard to keep track of things I feel like really old being nostalgic for like five years ago do you know <laughs> but it feels like a totally different scene from five years ago yeah it feels like a totally different scene from two years ago actually now because it's like really buzzing at the moment it's really on the up yeah it's like there's a lot of younger people that are amazing and then there's like all the people from that time who are still amazing. Yeah. Yeah, morphing into new projects or different things or new identities and progressing and whatever. So, yeah, it's really healthy. I think the, the one huge problem, I think, is that there's no small venues. That's yeah. horrible. Like, that really is just, there's just so the fewer gigs on that are like, you know, when you call down like an animal with a school vibe and like you didn't have to text anyone, just be like, you land in. 
and you probably couldn't take there was no phones back then yeah <laughs> <laughs> <I'm kidding>. <laughs> <laughs> And I, I, I don't like to get all nostalgic with that because it's kind of a waste of time. But it would be great if you had. <laughs> you know, great if we let's just start a club night. No, I think we are. We're going to start a club night. I yeah. haven't told you about this actually, but I've been emailing people <laughs> you, yesterday. So really? Oh, I saw we're, a few. We're, we're fully starting a club night, so we're going to fix that problem. It's fine. Okay, we're the solution. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I really uh, the drone mansions gig sort of started or like the coolest thing that's happened in years. Like, Absolutely. Sorry, which gigs are these? It's this guy Richard Bailey, who's an all-round superstar. And it's just like in his house, in <laughs> his nice house. And I mean, it's just, it's just a shared house. It's not in his house, nice house. It's, just, in it's in his it's, kitchen. It's <laughs> and it's just like in his kitchen. And the fact that like bands are like trying to queue up to play in his kitchen is like, right, there needs to be a venue. <laughs> you know, yeah. it's like, like that's kind of like, we're like, when we're thinking of doing a single launch, it was like, we could just do it there because like everyone there is just amazing. So and cool. And it's like, yeah. and you just, but I love just that idea. It just was like, I'll just do this. It'll be fun, you know. He does and it so well. It. Yeah. yeah, it's really cool. So, uh, what's what's next for Beauty Sleep? Do you have any big plans coming up? Sing, yep, releasing another single, twenty ninth of September, and um, we're just getting like the few bits of artwork, photo shoot stuff tied up. But that should be ready to roll soon, and um, then another one in November, and kind of the three of those together all in and the next two singles are kind of like our EP mm-hmm. um, which is great um, and then we're doing the Germany dates which is very exciting for us um, and then we're kind of we're finishing off an album so I nice. think album next year is the plan if we can finish it yeah <laughs> which is the plan yeah. so do you have the songs recorded or are you still yeah I mean uh, that'll be fine it's just like it's <laughs> Ryan because Ryan's a producer you should like state that you record bands and yeah. I think we're really spoiled like that so the way that we write is like very studio based so we kind of a lot of what are in demos end up in the finished product because Ryan just records them in great when we're writing them you know so we don't have to like have to do that better it's just like what's well, just also the thing of like sitting down with you know an acoustic guitar or a song is I can't do that it's, it's terrifying because it'll just sound like that sort of song whereas yeah. we're very much like playing with all the studio toys and yeah. stuff layer everything up and then be like cut it all down yeah. but um, it's yeah half hours I suppose but are you thinking start or end of next year or just whenever I don't know whenever I think like start would be amazing wouldn't that be exciting it would be exciting we just yeah. have to get our shit together <laughs> well uh Shane, Amy, Ryan, thanks a lot for coming on board the Metaphorical Boat. And if you want to find out any more about Biddy Sleep, how would they go about doing that? You can find us online. <laughs> um, I think Beauty Sleep the Band or Beauty Sleep Talk. And you should find us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, email, website. Mm-hmm. Because we have a website we're going to launch tomorrow. Oh, so, really? Yeah, beautysleetheband.com actually. Forget the rest of it. <laughs> Just go to beautysleetheband.com and you'll find everything you need to know there. <laughs> Spotify. Yeah, there's too many. There's too many things to say now. What else? Are we I don't know. <laughs> no MySpace, no. Maybe we should get one of those. That would be very fun. Is there still MySpace? There is, yeah. I don't oh. think so. Great, okay. Well, BBC, uh, thanks a lot for coming on board the Metaphorical Boat. I've been the captain of the Metaphorical Boat, Christopher McBride, and if you want to find this podcast, you can find it on SoundCloud and iTunes, and the original blog is www.metaphoricalboat.com. <laughs>